Good morning, everyone. You know, what I'd first like to do is draw your attention to the Stations of the Cross you see in the walls. They look different, don't they? They were completely white before. And one of our most talented parishioners, his name is Billy, I forget his last name, um, he is repainting them for us. And, and we're a little over half done. So there's, a, there's six more left to get up here and they should be up in a couple weeks. Man, they just look beautiful, aren't they? Wow, I love them. I can't wait till we get them all up back in the, our beautiful church. So my friends, you know, uh, prior, prior to moving back to my home state of North Dakota just a few weeks ago, I was living in Colorado for 22 years. And there is a common term used often in Colorado that nearly everyone who lives there is familiar with. And that term is 14er. <laughs> it's the number 14 with ER added. So 14er. Raise your hand if any of you have ever heard of that term. One, two, three, four. That's about it, four out of 200. Uh, that's how it was at the other masses too. Um, Colorado has, has 54 mountain peaks that eclipse 14,000 feet in elevation. And they are referred to as the 14ers. And a very popular thing to do is hike and summit the 14ers. A priest friend of mine in Colorado is an avid mountaineer. His name is Father John Neppel. Five years ago, he completed his mission to summit all the 14ers in the state. And he summited the 54th peak on his 30th birthday. He got them all checked off his bucket list. That's pretty cool, right? Especially for a priest. Well, now he's on his second round of hiking all the 14ers. And what he's doing, his new goal, is to celebrate mass on the summit of every one of them. And he's gonna do it. That's really cool, isn't it? You know, avid hikers of the Colorado 14, of the Colorado 14ers, will give you different answers as to which is the best and which is the worst to hike. But I suggest that the worst one may be Mount Evans. It's located in the front range just outside of Denver. It's very easy to get to and it's quite popular. So most Coloradans would give me a puzzled look if I told them that Mount Evans is the worst mountain to hike. So here's why I make that claim. You know, the trailhead, it starts, it starts out pretty high, about 9,000 feet. It's a beautiful hike with beautiful views and it's not terribly difficult to hike. But right when you get to the top, do you know what you find? <laughs> a parking lot. <laughs> and you look around and, and you see all these people from all over the country and the world who just drove to the top and walked about 100 feet up an easy footpath to the summit. <laughs> it can be a, a little defeating to, to think that there's all these people at the top of Mount Evans who, 
who never had to actually hike and make the sacrifice. But you know, I know, I know that uh, there are many people who are who are not physically able to do a hike like that. And building a road to the top of this mountain gives more people an opportunity to see a view from 14,000 feet that they would otherwise never have a chance to experience. But I, I want to use this metaphor to, to try and make a spiritual connection to, to today's gospel. You know, for those who, who drive to the top of the mountain, I think it's true that they, they miss something. Those who took the time and effort out of their day to hike thousands of feet, there's a greater experience. There's a deeper appreciation. There's a way they see that mountaintop in a different way than someone who just got out, got out of their car at the top. And that's the connection I want to make to our gospel today, brothers and sisters, about how God wants us to see things, to see things a different way, the way he sees things. You know, we are in chapter 13 now of Matthew, and this is the absolute center of Christ's teaching in the gospel of Matthew. In this chapter, Jesus tells seven parables about the kingdom of God. And over and over again, he talks to us about seed. You know, last week Jesus spoke about those who look but do not see, and hear but do not listen or understand. And this is why he speaks to them in parables. So many people, me included, who want to follow Christ and do his will, can get frustrated and say, you know, why doesn't God just speak plainly? If God is real, why isn't he more direct with us? So I know what he wants me to do, and I'll do it. But what Jesus does is tell us a parable. He tells stories. He's always doing that in the Gospels. And do you ever wonder why? Well, here's the point, brothers and sisters, that I want you to think about. Jesus wants you to take the hike and not the car ride. You know, par parables are meant to engage our hearts. I mean, did you kind of zone out when you heard, heard me read the gospel? You know, it's, it's a long gospel. Um, you know, that can easily happen. Your mind starts drifting and you don't pay attention. You know, we've heard these stories before and, and when we hear them, we can, sometimes we can tune them out. Well, Jesus says we can get tired of seeing and hearing. We can close our eyes and ears and then shut down our hearts. Well, here's the deal, my friends. Being a Christian is not just knowing what to do. It's about your heart. And Jesus, he tells parables because he wants us to look inside ourselves and not just check off the box of whether we've been baptized or attend Mass every Sunday. Those things are necessary and they are the beginning. 
But Jesus desires more. He wants our hearts. And that's what parables are all about. You know, at the beginning of this chapter, it says that that Jesus went out of the house and sat down by the sea. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat down and the whole crowd stood along the shore. So Jesus goes outside of the house and teaches. And he teaches all in parables. But today we heard this. Then dismissing the crowds, he went into the house. His disciples approached him and said, explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. And this is important, brothers and sisters. Notice that when Jesus is outside of the house, he speaks in parables. When he comes inside the house, he takes his disciples with him and he explains the parables. The disciples are the ones who made the hike. They are the ones who took a chance. The point is not that God wants to say things in a way that that not everybody can understand. The point is that a person's hardness of heart can make them incapable of seeing the truth. And we can't fall into the trap of thinking this is about someone else. Jesus wants us to look inside ourselves and see where our eyes and ears may be shut. You know, Christianity isn't merely about knowing things. It's about our heart. That mysterious place inside that is either open to God and follows Him or doesn't. You know, Pope Benedict XVI has a great quote on this. Here's what he says. The knowledge of God is a way. It means discipleship. It is not revealed to an uncommitted, permanently neutral observer, but rather it is disclosed in the measure by which one sets out on the way. The way was the first term used in the Bible for Christianity. It doesn't come to the crowds that are often spoken of in the Gospels. You know, those who just come to hear Jesus speak but had no intention of following him. They just wanted him to prove his power. They wanted to see miracles first before they would believe in him. My friends, the only way to come to know God more deeply is by taking a chance. It's being a disciple. It's someone who goes into the house. The disciples who went into the house with Christ, they spent the first 12 chapters of the gospel following him. They made sacrifices. They left something behind. And that meant they were able to see. And that same thing is true for each of us, brothers and sisters. You know, in Matthew chapter 5, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says, Blessed are the pure of heart, for they shall see God. Do you want to see God? I know I do. 
And to do that, we must leave something behind. We have to make sacrifices. So this is my challenge for you, brothers and sisters. When you go home today, take out your Bible. Read the parables of Matthew chapter 13. Not just with your head, but with your heart. God is speaking to your heart in these parables. You know, the parable today about the weeds and the wheat, the early church fathers say this is a parable about our heart. In our hearts are weeds and wheat. Do you recognize that? And do you see that battle inside of you? The parables are addressed to each and every one of you personally, my friends. To be a Christian is to take a chance. So Lord, today we pray to you. Give us ears to hear and eyes to see. Purify our hearts. Jesus, help us to leave behind our old life and be disciples who actually make the hike to summit that peak which we call the kingdom of God. Amen.